So I think I need a catchphrase. You need a catchphrase. How about, excuse me? That's good. I'm going to start using it around the house, too. Like I'm some sort of character. Yeah. I think that'll be but, fun. But that one's been done, though, hasn't it? The excuse me? No, I invented it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have a catchphrase. My favorite swear is fuck bags. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I've never heard anyone else say fuck bags. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Oh, fuck bags. Is that a bag that you fuck? Or a it's a bag full of fucks. <laughs> it's a bag full of fucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a bag of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> or, or a fuck bag's the, uh, the old ladies that you got to take to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. some, fuck some, bag over here. No, yeah. some, sometimes you're looking at them and you think they look kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking fuck bags is more of like an uh, insult or like a noun than an expletive. No, I, I just say it instead of like shit. I go, ah, oh, fuck bags. I, I think it's better as a Like, look at these two fuck bags over here. See, I feel <laughs> like if you're calling someone a fuck bag, that's been done before. I feel like I've mm. heard that before. You're thinking of Where shit. Where have you bird? heard that before? I don't know. Because I've you, never heard it before. Have you guys heard someone call someone else a fuck bag before? Probably. No. <laughs> it Maybe sounds I have. like someone. Maybe I have, and that's where I don't it's know. coming from. Has yeah, fuckwad for just, sure. You Fuck just take wad, a yeah. word and then you a swear word and you combine it with another word and then with you, the you call somebody that. Yeah, a fuck duck. Sure, that eh, rhymes too much. I've heard fucktard and I've heard fuckwad, shitbird from the wire, obviously, uh, shithead, shitbag. Never heard that. Never An heard old one. Though. That's a Baltimore expression, I believe. But when you add shit to anything, then you're doing uh, it's, it's Jim Leahy yeah, territory. Shit <laughs> oh. That just makes yeah, me think of. Yeah, yeah, he says shit birds a lot. I'm oh, watching you like a shit hawk, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes me think of uh, Barry when he gets that uh, the audition for the movie, and he has to do that line, and he's working with like uh, Winkler on it, and like the line is like, "Hey, shit birds, how about some pie?" <laughs> I love that scene. I didn't get that far yet. <laughs> Great. I just thought it was hilarious because they, they pick him because he's tall. He's tall. He's tall. <laughs> and then everybody's mad at him. And she's like, you got a feature? And he's like, no, I think it's a movie. <laughs> Hello, good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Unpaid Programming Podcast. I'm Lawrence. Joined, as always, by my good friends, my co-hosts, my colleagues, John, Jeff, Jeff. and Tim. <laughs> I think you should shorten your opening patter. Yeah, it was too long. Too long. <laughs> now we're I just adding to it. I'm glad to see Tim is in much better shape than last time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah, sucked. He was, the last uh, two times, actually. Yeah, Tim really. was very sleepy. Yeah. Very sleepy. And now he's all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And slightly drunk. Already, <laughs> that no, didn't no, take long. <laughs> no, he, he's only had one beer. But yeah, you look uh, you look a lot more refreshed, a lot more active. Uh, oh yeah, like the last two, two or three weeks really sucked. So <laughs> I'm happy to uh, actually have days off again. Well, that's good. Working that's good 12. to hear. Now, before we started, I'm going to spring this on you, Jeff. Uh, Jeffrey regaled us with the story uh, about his work that happened yesterday. 
I don't want to talk too much about that. I don't. I'm not asking you to give the details of the situation because this is something that we talked here's, about on the show before. Here's what happened: is I heroically dialed nine one one when necessary. Now, if you recall, back in the uh, the previous show, we were talking about my reaction because I used to be a first responder at work, and a guy went down. All I did was stand there, terrified. And, and Jeff made fun of you. And Jeff made fun of me. Yeah. And so what happened? Uh, you don't have to give too many details, obviously, but a, a guy had a, had a thing go on. Someone had an episode, and I uh, was I freaked out for a minute. I was panicked. I was been a, I've been a first responder at work for a long time, and I always thought I knew what to do. And for a second, I didn't know what to do. Because you <laughs> never actually had to first respond It was before. the first time I've ever had to respond. <laughs> It's fucking terrifying, isn't it? It is. It's very scary, but uh, the guy's still alive. That's good, as far as we know. And I did. I, I, you know, I did. Did you check I in on him? I was supposed to do. Did you visit him in the hospital or anything? He did not go to the hospital. Did you text him? No. I don't have his number. <laughs> uh, but I'll see him on Monday. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, that's all I want to talk about. Okay. That. Yeah. A good thing to do in that situation is just like what I do is like think of what you have available. To you, and then think if you can use any of it. Well, this and, is, and then if not, this just is be the like, kind well, of thing, fuck it. <laughs> this is the kind of thing where I have stretcher to, and go. He, he, I have to act immediately because the episode occurred while he was standing right next to me. Yeah. I was the nearest person to help. But and, you don't have anything, so like, what can you really do other than call for help? He's still well, breathing. He was about to go from standing to the floor. You grabbed him. You did good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was but no there trauma. Was still that second of like, I, I want to, I want to run away. Yeah. <laughs> or do what I did and just stand there. Uh, well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, that's why I'm not. I'm not. I will not be rescinding my first respondership. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you then, because I definitely did after my, after mine. Because so I, feel I like am a coward. Yours was like more serious. Though. Yours was like a cardiac yeah. arrest. Yeah. Yeah. Yours was way yeah, more serious. That's... <laughs> yeah, way more serious. Yeah, the, the dude got zapped. Yeah, like I wonder about that. Like they have so many people taking CPR classes, but like, oh, if, that... if someone goes down though, exactly. like that's pretty. You can get all the training you scary. want. You can yeah. get all the training. They can tell you what to do, and you can always like try to run through the scenario in your head. Like, oh, if this happens, I'll do this, and then when it happens, you. But the best part about it was, and I've been waiting for the best part six about months it. to shoehorn, shoehorn the story, and it's sort of like a, tr a correction from the old show, because whenever I was talking about that situation, you said, oh, "I thought you did something. I thought you saved a guy's life," and I was like, "No," but then I remember what it was you were talking about. And this, oh, and this comes into the category of etiquette. So, a cardiac arrest etiquette? No, 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 no. It, totally different situation. I hope totally you apologized for having your cardiac arrest at an inconvenient time. A guy, yeah. a guy, no, a guy that I worked with had, had made ribs, and another guy was eating them, and then all of a sudden, the ribs got stuck. And mm. he just walks over to me, doesn't even do the universal sign for choking, which is putting, you know, both of your hands around your neck. Just raises his arms... And did you high five him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ribs. <laughs> right on, man. Those were great ribs. <laughs> Briefly, yes. <laughs> Are you like hugged up? Like, oh, I like you too. Hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, I don't. <laughs> but and he just so... puts his arms out like Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, uh, I, I performed the Heimlich maneuver and it was successful. Oh, nice. And the mm -hmm. fucker did not even say thank you. What an asshole. <laughs> wow. Could he I, still talk or anything? Where, like, he was like. Well, he, they got stuck and then he drank water to, like, force it down. And oh, it didn't no. work. That's a bad <laughs> idea. The water also got stuck and so he kind of, like, expelled the water. So he was aspirating. And then that's and that's when he no he expelled the water successfully okay. but then then he he just walked over and just goes like this I give him a couple pumps boom boom okay we're good and then he just goes back to eating more ribs didn't even say thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's better so he just no this dude is our age an asshole yeah he just like spit it up and was like okay cool <laughs> but that's kind of like a Johnny's an Eagle Scout he knows what to do. Let me raise both my arms and I haven't say that I'm choking properly. But that's another thing where you think you know what to do. I surrender. What happens. <laughs> because you always think, well, if I choke, I learned when I was six years old that you put your hands on your neck and that's the universal choking sign. But when you actually choke, then you, go, you panic like, and you're like, oh, God, what the fuck? Yeah. Now, that, that's better than what I did when uh, a friend of ours was choking right next to me. <laughs> what was this? I was hunting with our friend Tom, <laughs> and uh, we decided to call it a day early. Um, Tom had packed a sandwich. It was around noon. Okay. We were going to leave. So Tom's eating his sandwich. We're standing by his car talking. And uh, at some point, he had inhaled part of his sandwich. And he's kind of sort of trying to cough. And I'm standing there like an idiot going, Tom, are you choking? Are you, are you choking? Tom, are you choking, Tom? Are you choking? I asked him like 17 times instead of, you know, hit him in the stomach or something. It would be more effective. Than what is it, boys? Is there trouble at the well? <laughs> start, I can see it be like the scene in Young Frankenstein where it's like, give him up. Two words. Exactly. Yeah. Him. <laughs> exactly. He didn't make any hand motions. But then he ended up, he, you know, took a swig of water and he was fine. <laughs> what is it, boy? What is it, boy? What is it, boy? So you're just standing there just going, All right. So, All right, yeah, so. that's enough medical uh, emergency stories. I'm sure Tim has a million of them because he's a uh, EMT. Not today, though. But not today. <laughs> he is fresh yeah, and he's relaxed not an EMT today. And ready yeah, to go. Yeah, the old ladies and drug overdosers can go fuck themselves. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> At Those least in Timmy's bags. world. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think we should move on yeah. to the uh, <laughs> to the one star review. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. What's the what's the one star review song? Oh, can someone like pull it up and read it? We should yeah, read it I out can do loud. that. I have yeah. I have it. Here. Okay, as Lawrence fumbles Pause. through his uh, that, like the magic of editing, there won't be like a large gap. No, there won't be a large gap. I'll get it out. Speaking of large gaps, Ooh. <laughs> oh, the state I was on. <laughs> yeah, let, me, let me tell you about my Friday night. Oh. So we got a uh, one-star review on uh, iTunes. Now, we've, we've actually gotten a lot of five-star reviews, but they weren't very funny. No. Uh, the one-star review is my favorite. It and, is my favorite, too. And uh, I want to point out, not entirely inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, it's it is, totally accurate. It is accurate. <laughs> it is but totally accurate. Then there's some, like, creepy stuff in there. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and there's... Okay, since it's creepy stuff, and because this individual chose to give, give us one star, why don't you say their username out loud for the, for the audience? Can Wolf. So, uh, Can Wolf, thank you for the review. We do appreciate it, and thank you for making us laugh. And come see us again next time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now here's the review. The, uh, the header was, Why? With four <laughs> question asked, marks. Why? 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 
Just another group of dudes that decided their banter deserved a podcast. True. Actually, true. Actually, not really true. That's we, the point. We actually prepare. Really true. We, yeah, we do prepare. No, and... let's not say we prepare because no. that, that makes us look really bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying well, it's there, some, there have been some episodes where we come in really prepared. And, some and there have been don't. some where we don't. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's not really true because the thing started with Lawrence by himself. And yeah. then he was like, hey, and then John... You did, and then we did a couple time. together, yeah. and, then and then we did one with Doug, and then he and got then we, fired. Then we kicked Doug <laughs> off, and then, and then Tim joined us. Yeah, so it was kind of more organic than just we decided one day all four of us to do like it. We Actually, Lawrence by himself was pretty entertaining. Really, I, I used to skip through all the. Uh, Sorry. No bodily functions. <laughs> that, we're we're in the big time now. I know that's going to be hard. It to used to out. be. We need cough buttons. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, and dump buttons too for the FCC. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, but Lawrence's show that by himself was actually pretty entertaining. Except when we, I would skip through pro wrestling a lot, but everything else was nice. Can't skip through it when we record this one. I know. <laughs> uh, it's like eavesdropping on drunk middle school girls. This lost my interest within five minutes. Accurate. <laughs> I have a, a person I work with who has a middle school aged daughter. Yes. And I asked her... What she was like when she was drunk, whether or not it was like our podcast, this person happens to listen to us. Oh, 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 oh what'd she say? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Lawrence, Why would you say that? Am I going to have to talk to HR again? <laughs> <laughs> again? Hey, so where is this guy uh, eavesdropping on these middle school girls? That's what I was curious about. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein's mansion? Boo. Oh. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I just pictured like him getting like burnt out on the eavesdropping of middle school girls. <laughs> like he's been doing it for a year, like years, just eavesdropping on them, and he's just like, <laughs> "I've had enough." Just take it, me nothing. No, just like, ah, oh, when will I find the wine? These drunk middle school girls. So, in the midst of our uh, twelve or thirteen five star reviews, that was a one star review, and it was the most entertaining review we've ever had. So, thank you, Ken Wolf. Yes, yes, Ken thank Wolf. you. That was my favorite one. It was. <laughs> so, so please, give us more one-star reviews. Yes, please. Yeah. We will talk about them on this show. At least we're finally getting some feedback that we've been begging for. Well, yeah, I know, too. And all the five-star reviews are all kind of boring. They're just so nice. Great show. A lot of fun. Yeah, you guys are great. John's super funny. Nobody says that. I know. <laughs> Jeff has a huge cock. I saw that one. I kind of picture, like, this dude, to go back to the reviewer, kind yeah. of like the Matthew McConaughey character from... Uh, Fast times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Days and confused. Days and confused. confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. More like the moan from Fast Times Original High. <laughs> yeah. You gotta act like the place is the place to be. Think about middle school girls. <laughs> they keep getting drunker. <laughs> and I, keep and I just dropping. keep listening in. <laughs> That's right. Oh. John, uh, oh. That's just like really creepy. He's like yeah. out eavesdropping on middle school girls. I know. It's uh And then what's worse is that we're exactly like that. Because I've been hanging around the drunk middle school and Wait taking notes. Maybe he's having like a memory of being at the middle school dance and after like the girl wouldn't dance with him and he got embarrassed, so he went and like he had to like just hang out under the bleachers while some girls were off to the side, you know, passing around a flask. Do drunk middle school girls talk about, like, wrestling a lot now? <laughs> Is that what they're doing? Dude, watch Raw any night full of uh, middle school-age girls. Times have changed. 
passing around the Boone's farm. Maybe he grew up in the 90s when wrestling was hot. I don't know if if wrestling was ever hot. How old do you think this guy is? I have no idea. Mid-90s, wrestling was pretty big. It was big. I I was even sucked in for a few months. And then I think the last period was probably in the 80s. Before oh yeah, that, yeah. Where, where middle uh, wrestling was late eighties and late nineties, wrestling was all the rage. Well, mid eighties to ninety one was a hot period, and then from ninety seven till two thousand one was the other hot period. The Attitude Era. <laughs> Fuck yeah! And then when oh, they that's stolen, sorry. <laughs> I've been doing it so much lately that like it's okay. <laughs> it's copyrighted. It's okay. Uh, current events. Current events. Jeff, do the current events song. No, 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 well, no, I'm probably more radical. I think you're, you're more a... like a free-floating communist. <laughs> free floating. I'm just a beatnik. I, I yeah, you're like. more of a beatnik. Yeah, I'm more of a beatnik. That is an. Accurate you just have like these vague, like big ideas out, like any specific policy ideas that you like. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of like, yeah. I call it a beatnik. I'm against fascism. Man, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> really, man. <laughs> It's so radical. You fucking fascist. (laughs) I love Pete Seeger, man. Really fast because I did the Mark Marin like man thing. Yeah. That uh, the paramedic I worked with, that's a supervisor, saw me the other day, and he's like, "What you doing, slacking off?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I learned from the best." And he's like, "Ah, all right, man. (laughs) I am home run, Timmy. (laughs) Got him." Mark Maron had the great character actor Stephen Root on his show recently. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to start taping and then go in the car and listen to it. <laughs> I thought I told. Well, skip ahead like to like 20 minutes in. Well, yeah, I had to get through the ads because I I actually started on the way to work and I skipped ahead about 15 minutes in and it still wasn't long enough. <laughs> and it didn't. Get and he was to, still talking about his goddamn <laughs> problems. It, it, it didn't get to him. I don't know, man. Like I I had this problem with well, a comic uh, 15 years no. ago. Like the big thing now is like he's like 20 years sober, so like every single episode. I'm 20 years sober. And, uh, yeah, like the I'm not impressed. I'm up. 10 years sober. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like twice as young as him. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark Barrett. All right, speaking of sobriety, real quick before we get into current events, Lawrence. <laughs> we're never going to. We're never going to get there. What, what, period, of, what period of time, and, and you're uh, going from being a absolutely raging alcoholic mm-hmm. uh, to how difficult was it for how long? Or did you just like just say fuck it and stop, and then it was just fine? Oh, it wasn't fine. I went okay. through a pretty bad detox period. I'm not talking about the detox. I'm just talking about desire. I get it every once in a while, yeah. Mm, Especially okay. when we're out, you know. Every once in a while, I get the guy. It's like oh, I can go for a drink right mm-hmm. about now, but well, or yeah. when we're all drinking in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't bother me. So much I mean, fun. <laughs> that doesn't bother me so much as just being. I was like, just yeah. being in a in a bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's kind of, every With once in a while. With the blue neon light, so what, what is it balls? like? Does it like you know? Do you get? The, the, you know, <laughs> I'm not a beer drinker, so that doesn't bother me. Because since we we started hanging out again, you've had exactly two sips. Yeah. Uh, one was the uh, the Coors original banquet beer. Yeah. And Lawrence went. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> 
and the other was and the, the, uh, slip and Jimmy. the slip, the slip and Jimmy, which was a, a cocktail that happened by accident. And yeah. Lawrence, Lawrence christened himself with his uh, impeccable wit. Can you listen to the song uh, "Rum in the Coconut"? I put the, <laughs> the rum in the coconut. Live in the coconut. In the coconut. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're Homer Simpson, I put the beer in the coconut and throw the can away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if Lawrence ever falls off the, off the wagon, I I want a montage scene of that song playing. <laughs> And him going on a bender. Live in the coconut. See what I can do. <laughs> Don't know. Stay, I would just like sober. to say that I would like to see you stay sober slightly more than I would like to see drunk Lawrence because I never got to see it. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't really hanging out when I was drinking. Oh, no, we weren't. It was about probably about five or six years. Yeah. But, guys, I thought we were doing current events. We are, oh, but yeah. goddamn, this is important. I'm going to finish my be- <laughs> I'm going to freshen my beverage real quick while oh, we talk about Lawrence's beer. sobriety. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> it's all right. I don't have the desire for it right now. Because <laughs> yeah, you got work to do. Yeah. You know, he's, he's about the work, man. Oops. We're about the scene, the podcast scene. <laughs> there were occasional podcasts where I'd be drinking as I was recording. Those were uh, the better wait, ones. Podcasts didn't <laughs> exist when you were like drinking. Yeah, huh? yeah it did. Podcasts have been around since, like, what, two, I was... <laughs> 2000. This was late in my, uh, this was late in my alcoholism. <laughs> but... Raise your hand. In your alcoholism career. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter what you get. I was like the, uh, I like to liken myself to like the John Cazale of uh, alcoholism. He was only in five movies, but they were all nominated for best picture. There you go. That's all you need. <laughs> we wait for John. So John introduced the topic. Of and, the, then uh, and then he yeah. left. And then he left. Then he left. Well, he, well, he introduced the topic, started talking about something else. Yeah. And then he left. Yeah. We never talked about like the concentration immigration camps. But well, you we mean, did. You mean you mean the cages that Obama built? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I saw an NPR story, and that's true. They were built under they the were. Obama administration. That's what people keep forgetting. Is that I mean, well, I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not trying to pull that's inaccurate well, no, because well, they were supposed to. I'm not trying to pull the to. whole like, oh, Obama deported more people. I'm just saying, like, Obama was pretty tough on immigration. Yeah, he was. The, yeah. The, the only the problem was they were only supposed to hold people for like. Oh yeah, they weren't supposed like to be like three hours. Living there. They weren't, they weren't yeah. supposed to be living well, there. Well, the, the problem is that's what they're for now, too. Except yeah. that there's too many people, people. to get yeah. them out of there in three hours or whatever. Yeah. And also, they're not cages. It's, it's a chain link fence. Did you see the uh, any of the news clips of Mike Pence going oh to my God. see it? No. He, he could never look at them. He was always kind of like looking around <laughs> yeah, like, like he was oh, dazed. It's not over there. I don't Jesus see any cages. Me, well, every, so every, every, every vice president is just a boob. Yeah. I feel. <laughs> every, Walter every, Mondale wasn't. He like, was about the only competent one in every the Carter administration. Eh, well, maybe not everyone, but like I don't know. You think of like Dick Dan Cheney was, and... was well beyond a boob, I would say. Well, Dick Cheney, well, he was, the was one. because he was kind of like pulling the strings on exactly. That's what yeah. he always Dick, got. Credit Dick Cheney for wasn't a boob, but like you know, look at Joe Biden was just kind of like, oh hey, yeah, I'm vice president. He didn't do anything. But, oh, speaking of Joe Mike Biden, Pence, when you get back on topic, back on the topic. There's a yeah, there's a good democratic one. Debate, yeah, the debate or something. What were we going to talk about? He uh, has appeared increasingly confused. Oh in my his god, appearances. you're not one of those people. Well, aside like, from being he, he's old, had th- he had three strokes. No, and no, 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 no. He's also had his coconut cut open a, a handful of times. <laughs> What? He had, he had really? aneurysms. He had like the yeah. brain surgery. Oh, and stuff. really? Yeah, he had like huh. 
He's had aneurysms, but, but well, he's no. pretty old, isn't he? How well, old yeah, is he's he? He's seventy six or seventy seven. Yeah. Hmm. He'll be seventy seven in twenty twenty. Well, good thing he lives in the United States with the best best uh, health care system in the world. Am I right, guys? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> you are so right, Tim. But yeah, so, if he was uh, in Canada, he would have died waiting in those lines. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually heard that perspective from a not not that specific. I, I've heard a Canadian's perspective of uh, of Canadian healthcare, and here's what he said: It's not as good as we would like it, but it's not nearly as bad as you guys make it out to be. Well, that's the thing too. Like, if you've ever been to an ED, there's a ton of people waiting in line. Yeah, <laughs> like, it takes a while. Huge. When I call my doctor's office, if it's not important. Then uh, it's usually like a month and a half yeah. <laughs> to get an appointment. All right, so Democrat debates. Yeah. Well, what do you have for him? <laughs> you mean it's something that you did not have an opinion? I have an opinion, but okay, you well, know the get, opinion. I, uh, I didn't listeners actually don't watch know them. the opinion, <laughs> goddammit. I'm talking I, I to have, you. I'm trying to set you up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I have an opinion. Yes. I have one, too. Here's my opinion. After Jeff's. Um, yeah. Of the stuff that I, I did here, I didn't like watch them or anything. Yeah, but I've heard a lot of clips and, and things like that. I watched one but missed the other. If they, if whoever wins the DNC and gets nominated, if they run on the shit that they're talking about in the debates, they're gonna fucking lose. They are. Yeah, we're gonna have four more years of Trump. Why do you say that? Because they are. It's a race to the woke left. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're the trying Twitter, to. The Twitter all left. they're doing is, is trying to be the most appealing to the people that are going to vote for them anyway. I don't know, but I, it was it was at its most exaggerated, cartoonish example. Whenever oh. Julian Castro speaking in Spanish. No, 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 no. no. That was <laughs> the worse, first one. Worse, was the one speaking in Spanish. Worse than that. Saying, Bo- no, it was. Uh, uh, shut up for a second. I, I have a point to make. <laughs> It, it was up. it was at its worst cartoonish, exaggerated example when Julian Castro, I believe, said that under the under his plan, yes, the government will provide abortions to transgendered male to female. You know, the uh, ones that can't, can't get pregnant. Yeah, I do remember. Well, uh, wasn't it like someone said wait, something about abortions wait, wait, and the wait, other wait. guy was like, well, uh, I want to point out that uh, there are there are men, too, uh, who can get pregnant? Ugh. Oh. Was that, is that who you're talking about? I, something like that. I think yeah. you you missed you missed it up. If I'm messing it up, that's fine. But still, the the real version of it is probably still pretty goddamn cartoonish. Because they're just trying so hard to placate the yeah. super left. And that Julian turns... Castro isn't going to be nominated though. Oh no, no he won't. No, and that turns won't. a lot of people off. A no, lot of people who right. might go either way are going to be turned off by stuff like that. But uh, I watched I watched a good portion of night one and a, about a little bit less than half of night two. But I did see a couple of things. Number one, Bernie Sanders with his balls out. Uh, that was kind of refreshing. I wrote the damn bill. Yes. I wrote the damn bill. <laughs> yeah, that's what I just did. So. Yeah, Lawrence's was yeah. better. You should have waited. Yeah. But he, I was, I, Way to step all over the, the, you know, the better impression. <laughs> he, he didn't jump on it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've, I've heard this opinion before that um, people who like follow politics to an extent are kind of dumb when it comes to like presidential elections and stuff because if every single election you're like deciding between like republican and democrat like how do you not know what your core like political beliefs are well i guess primaries are a little bit different the, the reason why is because like a lot of folks just hang out in the middle 
Yeah. They like some things about the left and some things about the right. They, they're pro-union and pro-gun at the same time. I mean, like... I shouldn't say dumb. I, the I fact that... that disinterested the, in politics. Oh, disinterested. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think different. you're right about that. But still, if you're, you know, if I'm if I'm about to go vote and I say, oh well, I haven't been paying attention to anything. Let me see what these guys believe, and I start looking at like, well, shit. The the Democrats, all they seem to care about is people who aren't even citizens here. Then I'm gonna be a little turned off. Yeah, that that was I think that's the first though. round. That's the first what I got. That's the impression I got from the debates was that all they wanted to talk about filtered was, through Fox News. Filtered through Fox News, yes. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> that's the impression that Fox News gave me, is that they seem to care a whole lot about... That was, the, that was from what I understand, the, the first round. So the undocumented the one that we're, The one we're talking about, the second round, didn't really touch on that very much at all. Okay. The big argument was health care. Mm. Given uh, a statement that our brother, who is actually quite... Even though we make fun of him a lot in this podcast, he, he, he does know some shit. He reads a lot. Reads a lot. Uh, he, he made a statement a while back that I think I, I questioned, but now after hearing experience of, of, of somebody that I know, I am now beginning to say is confirmed. And, and Doug's uh, statement was that as long as a for-profit healthcare system exists, not much is really going to improve. Right. Yeah. He's not wrong about that. And he's not wrong. And he's not wrong. And the experience that, I was, that was relayed to me... I'm not going to say who it is. And I'm not going to say where this person works. Well, thank you know. Thanks for that explaining that. But it is, <laughs> but it, but, it, but it is a hospital, <laughs> and they work in the medical field. The, the hospital's <laughs> priority was to yeah, Tim. You work for the capitalist healthcare system. <laughs> I work for a nonprofit currently. No, so. no, well, no. even still, communist. <laughs> but the you can't win, Timmy. You can't yeah. win. But the hospital's priority was. High turnover, or yeah, high turnover of beds. As long as you're flipping beds, so get them in mm, and yeah, get them out you quickly. You gotta flip those beds, otherwise they start to sag in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's and, and and hearing this from from someone who's you know in the shit, um, to me, kind of confirms what Doug was saying. That's and kind of funny because I and, know the and, hospital you're talking about and like my job is to help flip those beds kind of because then they call my nonprofit mm. and we're the ones that get them out of there. Because it's about... And we make a ton of money doing that too. Yeah, it's, and it's about, five, it's about five days. Anyone longer than five days start looking at, at even... And Euthanize! It, it gets to a point where patient care will begin to suffer. Yeah. And so a, a lot of the conspiracy theory argument is, you know, the healthcare organization, they make money on making you sick. No, they make money on getting you in and out. And so if, if you're compromising patient care, uh, I think that, that that's, that's a problem. But what you just said, that's not even like considered conspiracy theory. That's just kind of a common belief that the that drug companies want... just want you to get sick or the, or the medical No, the medicals don't. No, want, no. The, the people sick. that are doing the work really want to... Give quality patient care, but it's the the bean counters that say mm, you right know, it, that kind of thing. Um, now, Lawrence, you had a point. Yes, to your point. You had 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's we my Democrat debate that. joke. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> to your point, though, when my aunt, whom I was talking about before we came on the air here, when she was towards the end of her life, she was in a, uh, a facility, a home, a yeah. skilled nursing facility. 
Well, an skilled is kind of skilled was in quotation marks on the goddamn I'm sign. Not, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go into that because there's some pending litigation. Anyway. Oh nice. Anyway, um, sue the man, yeah. man. Sue those bastards for everything they got. Anyway, so they can't uh, take care of anyone else. That's why America is like the way it is. All these people suing. So people. to John's point, in fact, my aunt was a diabetic, and her blood sugar would crash. Constantly, and now she was. Oops, she didn't get hurt. Hair. Oh well, she's not hurting now. So, <laughs> oh hey. Oh. So uh, uh, keep it they white. Would, they would, they would send her to the <laughs> hospital, right? And they would keep her for a day, get her blood sugar up. She wasn't really well, but they sent her back. Two days later, the situation happened again. They'd send her back in. It finally got to the point where they were doing this five or six times before it was like pretty clear that she wasn't gonna make it much longer yeah so they let her finish off her life in the hospital and uh but but their whole deal was to get her back out of there so they can use that bed again yeah yeah even though she was not well so i i definitely uh am with you on this point here. <laughs> there needs to be better hospice care in this country and yeah. then like oh, oh yeah well actually it's not <laughs> even so much like <laughs> i gotta relate to something yeah i remember uh our grandmother she wanted to sue the doctor that broke her arm oh this is a wonderful but, story but really what it was was the doctor moved her arm slightly and it broke because she had like a shitty cancerous uh, arm lymphoma lymphoma oh. so the doctor was able to discover diagnose and then arrange for treatment lymphoma yeah because her arm broke and then she lived to be what 89 i yeah. mean she lived too goddamn she lived long to be too too damn old <laughs> she lived too <laughs> long she lived too long. But she That's always not... said she wanted to sue the doctor that broke her arm. Whenever, whenever our brother Doug was uh, working on becoming an attorney, she said, "Oh, good, you're gonna be, you can sue the doctor that broke my arm." <laughs> the... It's like your shitty cancerous arm. It <laughs> that... broke on its own. <laughs> this fell apart. Oof. But anyway, go ahead, John. Anyway, yeah, our grandma was uh, ornery. We'll <laughs> say yeah. hospice care. So, uh, getting back to the debates. Oh. Um, Oh, yeah. That's no, Tim had a point to me about hospital oh, care. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that sucks in this country. Uh, yeah. And then also, like, skilled nursing facilities, a lot of them, like... They're shitty. They won't do anything as far... They're too afraid to actually treat the patients they have. And in, they're poorly staffed. Yeah, but it's kind of weird because it's like... you There's, like, registered nurses there, and you take them from the nursing facility to the hospital where there's registered nurses, right. and then they treat them there. Yeah. Like, the well, nurse... I, I think the difference between the, the skilled nursing facility... I mean, nurse's job is to administer orders. Yeah. When there's no one in the building to give orders. They you have know, doctors, though. They, I mean, and, there's a doctor yeah, but that... They just, they're just down the hall and just listening to podcasts all day. Well, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully ours, the unpaid programming book. Uh, actually, that was, that was, <laughs> you really tried to shoehorn that in. Uh, <laughs> 90% of our listeners are actually doctors. Oh, really? Yeah. It's yeah most of our, our audience very is Very high-brow. So mm. thank you for your uh, service, uh, docs. Thank you for your... But what it really uh, comes down to is it's, it's never the... And with any big thing that's incompetent, it's never the fault of the people on the ground. Oh, no. They give a shit. Not. They try. The doctors try. The nurses try. You your mid level care provider. Because I because met a lot of people. You watch Mad Safe I never make so a mistake. <laughs> Did you see the last episode? But <laughs> <laughs> he wrote goodbye. It was Ross. a chicken. <laughs> you, if you talk to anybody who works anywhere, they'll, they'll tell you how everybody else in the place is incompetent except for them. 
And you're and you're saying that you're going by the word of the the people that who is work true. Where I work, like, I know everybody else is an idiot. I do everything right. It's not so much of doing everything so right. So therefore, they all those people do everything it's, right. It, no, it's not and so it's, much. And it's the doctors it's, or the it's, management it's, or whatever. No, it's not so much doing everything right. It's it's a matter of how much they actually give a shit about what they're doing. And there, there are, are some news articles like uh, uh, nurse in nursing home watches someone die and doesn't do anything. I've seen all kind of shit like that, too. Yeah. Well, I kind of see that. But, like, then sometimes, like, those nurses, like, they're not real. Some of them are not real great. nurses. Yeah, but some of them have never. There are real people. But whatever I mean, they, they exist. are, they're, they're still the people <laughs> on the ground that John's trying to say. Yeah. The, well, the ones that never do anything of, wrong and care. That's kind of the problem, too. And they care. They do care, but like, say you're a brand new nurse, uh, you're just out of nursing school, they put you on a midnight shift at this uh, nursing home, you have no idea what you're doing, and you're the only nurse on the floor because there's short staff, and you've only had one month experience, and like, they shouldn't put you in that situation. Yeah, I'm sure that And then all of a sudden, someone goes into a cardiac arrest. And you have no idea what to do because you've never actually done it before. I'm sure that happens, but I mean, that's, that happens that's a, a ton. But that's, and they're poorly that's trained. Yeah. Thing. So, it, no, I mean, what I'm, what I'm saying is in, in spe- in, with any field, you're going to have your standard percentage of shitty employees. Yeah. Because some of the doctors that, but that, even the that I have met. Employers are going to go and tell you because you're, you're going by word of mouth here. You're going by anecdotal you know, some someone telling you how everyone else is an idiot except for them. That's, that's not and what that's I'm what talking everyone about. Everyone says about that, their workplace. That is not what I'm talking about. You're making assumptions based on on, on the stories that I've heard and, and people talking about. But so are you. That's so the you democratic debate. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you just said. Well, I met a lot of people. Well, that closes <laughs> so out. You're going by the uh, stories that they Democratic told. debate topic. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all agree Yang is uh, the best prospect in <laughs> no. the pool. Moving on. We can't afford $1,000 a month for everybody. <laughs> Value add tax, man. Uh, Value added. So we have to pay more VAT. in tax. Well, so we're going to pay the, the money already and then get it back from him. Okay, one other point I want to make about the debate. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Since we've exhausted the healthcare topic. And when they Jeff, did it, the and Jeff and I are going to fist fight in the parking lot or in the driveway <laughs> later. <laughs> Um, we'll smash one of those pumpkins outside over no, your we'll, head. No, we'll move the, ta- the, the we'll move the table out of the way and just wrestle on the floor. <laughs> we should have the mics live for that. That'd be great. <laughs> With oil, just just, like just just lube each other up before. Timmy doing play by play. Florence doing a. Oh my, they're awfully slippery. <laughs> You know what you just reminded me of? These two twins are really... <laughs> you know what you just reminded me of, Tim? Uh, in Boy Scouts, we had to watch... <laughs> That's not a good story. Wait, just okay. stop okay. there. That, it's ba- not gonna that was a bad story. Matter. All right, all right. But this isn't something that happened in Boy Scouts. Our this scout is about... master Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. No, our scout master was great. Uh, this was... We had to... We had to watch a video called... <laughs> what video? It was, it was called A Time to Tell. And you can find Jeff, this on uh, YouTube. Do you like movies about uh, Turkish prisons? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you can find it on YouTube. But there was a guy who was like in his twenties, and and he was making friends with some kids. Just to, that were well, like, I, yeah. just to clarify, this Go was kind of like a child abuse training. Right, right. It was, was what it, it was. was child okay. abuse training. So they were training to you how to abuse children. children. I got no, it. Yes. How to recognize <laughs> abuse so you can actually <laughs> tell someone. But, yeah, to teach the kids to recognize when the abuse is happening. But uh, so there. 
one of the scenarios they had, these are kind of like dramatizations of child abuse, and one of them was like a guy in his 20s who's making friends with these kids who are like, you know, 9, 10, 11 years old, and he brings them to his house, and he's like... He tells them to like take their shirts off and wrestle, and he gives them beer, <laughs> and he's like watching, and it's just him sitting on the couch, like yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, he has like the video camera going. It and got worse. All... It got worse. It got worse. Oh, mm. and he jumped. Yeah, he right. jumped in. Right. He takes his shirt off. He's like, I'm getting in. He did not just take his shirt off. Oh, that's right. He, you he you can see just... his uh, jeans and belt buckle drop to the uh, floor. Yeah, he takes his with, clothes With just up. that low, you know, just floor shot yeah. where you just see the pants drop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That's horrible. And then after that was the, the kid trying to tell his dad about it, and his dad was just, like, not listening at all. And then he makes this dude. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember a lot of in my fraternity days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a time to tell. A time to tell. Fantastic film. I recommend it for you. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's, well, it's pretty hot. <laughs> That's the thing. Those training videos are fucking creepy. I mean, they're meant to be, but God damn it. Uh, so anyway, uh, I think we're still on current events. We are? There was one more point I wanted to get okay, to. Okay, okay. What did you want to get to? Uh, even though this... Is it about child abuse? No. Uh, I don't care. It was about criminal justice. And Kamala Harris, uh, in the previous debates, which was about a month ago... Yeah. Or two months ago, because we're, we're pretty late to the party on this. Uh, but We only record every other week. I, mean, I know. <laughs> um, so Kamala Harris got a lot of, got a lot of momentum by taking uh, Joe Biden to task about his... Old, being old. Not being old. Oh, busing. So it was busing. Old, his, his record on race issues. Uh, the, this is the busing thing. The busing thing. Because we are applying 2019 sensibilities to 1977. Uh but what happened in, in this most recent one, night two of this round, mm -hmm. was Kamala Harris was taken to task for her record on criminal justice. And she had what is basically, I consider, an indefensible position. As district attorney, or no, state attorney, of, attorney general, attorney general of California. She withheld evidence that she would withheld have evidence. exonerated a man on death row. She withheld Ooh. evidence. Yeah, I yeah. heard about that. Yeah. And she couldn't defend it. <clears throat> Well, I think my record speaks for its... Not very well. What about, what about that? Speak. We, we have done more of... in California to keep people... What about that thing you did? We have, since then, done, like... Uh, Indefensible. <laughs> oh, here's the thing, though. I think... There's a thing about withholding evidence? Well, no. There's always a Same thing with, with Joe Biden, too. though. It's like, if you've had a long political life... You're going to fuck up a lot. Yeah, and, then... and, it's the, it, and it's the duty of the people who want to beat you, to destroy you, to bring that up. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think, that's what you do. I think, but, like, you where try do you draw the, the line? I, but, I, no, I think there's a, there, there's a, a di I think there is a difference between philosophical policy crafting, which is, you know, whether or not you believe in busing or whether or not, like, yeah. versus a specific decision that you made. To say to for political points. Was it like the early nineties when she was doing this? Because everyone in the early nineties no. 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 When was it? Was it like early two thousands? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. It was yeah. like two thousand six yeah. or so. Actually it's been fairly recent that like there's been this shift where people are actually like, like maybe we should actually like have some oversight with prosecution. Yeah, it turns out withholding evidence is illegal. <laughs> Just yeah. let them do whatever and, they and, want. And, and you know what actually brought that about was the Duke Lacrosse case. Oh, that was a shit show. Because of, of, of that, like, prosecutorial misconduct that went on there. 
Well, that's because so many, there's so many of these like district attorneys and shit. They wouldn't, they want to be the one that, that well, the problem takes them down. The man. bad guy. They want to. Whenever the, there's like a high pro- profile case, they want to be the one that took them down. Well, I think the problem is, is that district attorney is an elected position. I mean, attorney general is appointed, but if you are thinking about your future in politics, now here's an example that you're probably not going to like: is George Wallace of Alabama. <laughs> Turns out he actually wasn't that much of a racist. But he made that character of himself. George Wallace only cared about winning an election. That's because it would win him an election. Oh, yeah. Because in his later life, he was one of the more progressives, as far as I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, he endorsed Jesse Jackson in 1988. Right, exactly. But because in the 50s and 60s and early 70s, that that is what's going to get you the governorship in Alabama every single fucking time, is be a segregationist and stand at the uh, door of... Arkansas University, or no, Alabama, University of Alabama to keep black folks from attending school, that was going to win. So that's what he did. So the question is, which is worse? To pretend to have those feelings just for political points or to actually have those feelings? Well, in Wallace's case, he was, he was generally just kind of a dick. Yeah, he was kind of a dick. Yeah. So he, was, he would be somebody I would say was just a bad guy, no matter what his views were. It's just well, kind of a similar... Say he's a bad guy. Well, yeah, but like it's a similar case with Huey Long in Louisiana. No, I thought you were going to say Huey Lewis I was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just that Huey Long in Louisiana, he did what I think a lot of people would say was a lot of good in Louisiana. He uh, paved roads, uh, built schools, stuff like that. Yeah, so but he was Robert also Byrne. yeah, but he was also criminally corrupt too. So, you know, yeah, you take your leader, but I think that one but but the one specific decision that does not do any greater good as far as keeping a man on death row, even though you have exonerating evidence and you have to fight to have it released. I think that that's kind of like a, 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 a symptom of one of possibly two problems. Either yeah. A, potential political points later down the road. Nice alliteration. Oh, thank you. Or B, nice. or, or, or B, admitting to a mistake. Yeah. And Which f- people and, and prosecute, and, and, and really the justice system, will, the just, in general, will, admitting to a mistake is never, almost never going to happen. And even the thing with the busing, like, I, I, I agree with her, but at the same time, like, that whole thing seemed somewhat manufactured. The, the, like, oh, how can I get ahead? Yes. How can yeah. I stand out? Well, because she had to and, lie to and, do it. And, yeah, well... <laughs> she lied about. Well, didn't she like bust in California? That, like, wasn't she just like, oh, Joe Joe Biden's great. I don't have any like, like I think someone brought it up before, and like she was very neutral on it. And then like I think it kind of as soon as like the opportunity for the points to be scored came along, yeah, she... they're like, you need to stand out in this debate. We need to do something to put you in the <laughs> so news cycle. I was yeah. bust. Yeah. But but one thing people forget too about busing is that busing's horrible. Yeah, at like, the time it was done, ever. Yeah. it was really awful because it was it was implemented haphazardly. Well, I've heard people make the argument that busing really kind of killed the civil rights movement. Like, it did a lot of issue. damage. Yeah, it did a lot of damage. And also, if you're looking at like outcomes, mm-hmm. busing is actually one of the best things you can do to like undo these social divides mm-hmm. but it was so unpopular in the north yeah. and you had like oh you boston know, alone had yeah, riots yeah. 
you had like so many angry moms being like, I'm not racist, but but I don't <laughs> want any black kids with my white the, kids. It, it's funny too, is that there was a lot of, um, when it came to busing, there were certain schools where black kids would, would get on buses to be bused to white schools and they would have to go 45 minutes to an mm -hmm. hour away from home. And that was unpopular even with black parents. Oh, I'm sure it was. Mm -hmm. But uh, the thing that I saw that kind of makes the point is if you can get a more integrated social economic society, mm -hmm. it usually undoes a lot of the problems you see yeah. when you, you know, segregate based on like income level. Yeah. It, it, mm. Jeff, your thoughts. Um, <laughs> Jeff, you know your what? Fox News thoughts. Well, I don't actually really know what busing was. I, I, I'm not a history guy. Okay. So you're in a black neighborhood uh, and. So with, you get the bus to the white neighborhood to go to the white to, school? To the better school. To the yeah. better school. How yeah. did they pick who got to go to the better school? Anybody well, who wanted to got to go. Oh. What, they, what they were aiming for was racial balance in school districts. Yeah. So the they problem, would bus white kids to black schools and black because, kids to white schools. Because the problem was all the, all the black people lived in one area and all the white people would live in another area. Yeah, because it's, neighborhoods it's were idea, super segregated. It's an idea of called... Quote de facto segregation, de facto where everyone just settles, but but really with redlining and, and everything and because, else. Have, and because part of the Brown decision said that schools had to be made more equal, yeah, in, in well, terms I mean, of racial balance. Well, even though so they don't do that today, but you still kind of have that. De you facto totally segregation. Have that today. With oh, a lot yeah. of schools, it failed horribly. Yeah, it did. a lot of schools are just you know yeah. look no further than not far from here. Uh, one of the high Wash schools. High and Trinity. Uh, is that it's mainly Nesson. a white school? Trinity's mainly a white school, and Wash High is well, not yeah. main. It's it's not mainly I was, black. I but... was actually thinking of uh, Peters Township, which is it's pretty much all white kids, and then there's a handful of rich like, white Asian. Kids. Yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. They're rich well, white not, kids. Yeah. Not rich, rich, but like upper middle yeah, class. Upper middle yeah. class yeah. white kids. No, no problems. They're yeah. Mon Valley rich. rich. No problems, <laughs> kids. No yeah. problems, rich kids. And uh, then you have a handful of like you know. Well-to-do Asian and uh, I think there's maybe some Indian uh, kids there too, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, they're, the they're, money district. They're just probably you know what I was driving by there one night and I saw a sign that said that they were doing the Wiz as their school musical. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> oh god! I wanted to say like starring the black kid. <laughs> <laughs> Damon, because they were doing the Wiz. There's no black people at that school. That's a horrifying. That's, that's horrifying. horrifying. Yeah, that is, that, that's an awful thought. I'm oh. not kidding. This Why didn't like, you tell us this earlier? Oh <laughs> really? I've told you that. I, oh, that's so... Like, I'm just picturing the... Like, it's I all white I can picture one of the kids. white kids in blackface. No, there's, uh, there's probably... Not, there's probably just all one. white kids. Like, they don't even need to be in blackface for it to be kind of weird and offensive. Well, yeah. <laughs> just like all white kids doing the whiz. There's probably one black student there. And there was like the, uh, the, the theater teacher, the theater teacher, whatever, goes up to him. He's like, "Hey, um, I know you haven't been involved in like the choir or anything at all, like that, but <laughs> ever. I would, I would really like to do the whiz. Are or you even familiar worse, he's, with? Ju he's just in the chorus." Like he's not even a main character, and then like when they get, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> when they get like you know pushback from doing this, they're like, well, you, we we got black students involved. <laughs> you know what, Tim? I actually, I think they just did it in blackface. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god, that'd be awful. 
I kind of pictured them like just do your white people musicals. <laughs> do guys so and dolls. There are so Sound many. Of music or something. The Music yeah. Man. I did the Music Man. Exactly. Oh yeah, you're Mayor Shin. You did a good yeah. job. Yes, yeah, not a, not a hint of color. Not nearly as good as Josh Rusin as uh, Harold Hill, but hey, well. you know you were kind of the bumbling boob that you are in real life. So. Well, I do. <laughs> Yeah, they got that. that was good. I, I thought you they know, even have to act. Well, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> the hills are alive with the sounds of white people. <laughs> <laughs> I think with that uh, musical number, I think it's time for a quick uh, break. I think so. So uh, we'll be right back after this. Summer's almost over. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? But it's not too late. You're gonna late for your own fucking funeral. To dive into a pool of sweet summer snacks. Hey, baby. But you're too far from the beach. We just drove 2,460 miles. You were banned from the Y. Denied. And you're too old for the middle school. 69, dudes. So rip off your jock. You ever seen a grown man naked? Pull out your cock. Aren't you afraid it might go off accidentally? And get down to Splash Town Water Park. My penis is tingling right now. Because we've got pussy for days, days, days. We've got bush. Take three colleges in the Tri-County area. Swing. Plus two high schools. Oh, gnarly. Time's a revolving door of trailer parkour. I smell vermin poontang. And you get an endless supply of full-side packs. They ought to call it gas now. We let girls under 30 in for half price. My biological clock is ticking. Under 120 pounds for 75% off. Bye-bye, lardass. 18 lean and cut from a magazine and it's free, 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 free. free. Keep the change, you filthy animal. This place is crawling with tight young tail. Well, that just happens to be exactly what I'm looking for. Check out some pit next to the ultra-high power wave pool. The Bikini, the Bikini Blaster. Blaster. I reckon I'll help make some of the bacon. Peep some ass from underneath our glass bottle, Lazy River. Oh, jeez, look at the butt on that. Or take a seat by our speed slides. They're so fast, they'll tear a bitch's bottom right off her twat. Don't just stare at it, eat it. We have showers right off the open. Good for you and your father. You can just walk around and take pictures. Nobody cares. That belongs in a museum. The changing rooms have two-way mirrors. I'll pack a few things, I'm on my way. And the lockers don't even lock. You can just open them up and steal her panties. I mean the panties your mother laid out for you. How are we getting away with this? What are you, turning into some kind of feminist? Most men here aren't even dressed to swim. Your balls are showing. Half of the registered sex offenders. Excuse me for being a virgin, I'm sorry. We know because we charge them triple. Do you have any concept of money at all? And they pay it, we don't even ask. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. We had 17 incidents in the last month. He slimed me. It didn't make it that patronage. Okay, I'll do a damn lot count. There's more ass here than ever. Splash Down Water. 
Hey, fuckbags. Uh, welcome back. Hey, it's not nice. Don't call our audience <laughs> no. that. I'll bet this is why you don't let me... something nice like, hey, friends. You know, fuckbags something, something, is nice. Something positive. I, I only say fuckbags to people I really care about. Oh, all right then, fuckbag. Okay, fuckbag. <laughs> We're back with uh, Lawrence, John, and Jeff. And we have a topic. I already forgot what it was. I think we're going with a crappy movie. That's that right, Jeff's Tim. Oh, it's you a... didn't forget. Lucky, lucky me. <laughs> that's that's right, Tim. Uh, this is... <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Jeffy, that... why don't you tell us about that movie? No, yeah, well, so I was actually... flying into Denver the other week. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you said crappy because this movie was really crappy. Let me tell you something. I haven't seen it, but my twin brother can tell talk about it uh jeff i've been doing this too much all right good all right yeah yeah let's do this get to it uh was, so was adam it? sandler in it no uh, that's this there were no famous people in this movie uh well one very recognizable person was in this movie but i will get to that so this <laughs> okay. is a, this is a shitty movie that was on netflix the name of the movie is secret obsession Secret obsession. Which received a whopping 4.3, I believe, on IMDb. Out of, um, out of what? Uh, 10. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we usually operate in the five-star system here over at the Lawrence Watson uh, well, unpaid podcast. <laughs> that's why I said IMDb. IMDb operates on a 10-star system, which is just absurd. But that's beside the point. Uh, the point is, is this movie was awful, and it stars the Asian lady, Brenda Song, what 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 else was she in? I don't know. Huh. High School Musical. Some people know her. Right, is that a question? That. Okay. Or is that a, is that, a that was a question. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Okay. Nobody knows. Okay. Uh, but anyway, yeah, she's in this shitty movie. Watch uh, me be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're free to look it up while I'm talking. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Uh, so anyway, the movie opens up on a uh, Brenda Song who is in a panic because she's running away from somebody. Ooh. And so she's running from someone. She gets into a car. She's running away from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a mystery that, that's, science. That's a mystery science joke, mystery Tim. Science. You can't take that one. But oh, I mean, yeah, but, but he but recognized good, it and uh, good, laid it yeah, down good, like a fucking champ. Good, good placement. Oh, yeah. Good reappropriation. Good reference. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so three she, comedy <laughs> points for you, Tim. <laughs> but she's, she's running away from someone, and she ends up, she, she, this shit's happening. She gets into a car, and the, of course the car doesn't start, you know, because she's running from someone. So I'd like to point out that I looked it up, and Brenda's so song is, is, is hot. Oh, yeah, she's okay. not bad looking. No, what was she, she, in? she qualifies as hot. Uh, what was she in? Jeff, keep talking. An actress okay. that's hot? Well, I've never. <laughs> All right, so she gets into the car. Cliche number one, the car doesn't start. So whoever is chasing her gets into a truck that has a winch that apparently has already been attached to the car and starts pulling the car toward <laughs> him. And then um, she gets out of the car and she runs into the street and gets fucking nailed. By a, a, a car on the street. Oh, I thought by like a large, you know. No, 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 no. She gets like creamed by this, uh, by another. Nailed, vehicle. creamed. What are you getting at, Jeff? What type of movies oh. are you watching? No, these are poor, poor word choice. Here. <laughs> <laughs> she got banged. Anyway, by. She, she gets banged. She got fucked by. <laughs> Hold she on. Gets so fucked. She gets railed by this car. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. No, I was doing you, like, trying to look for uh, good words to be back. Ran over. <laughs> back to the wonderful film. She gets, she gets hit by this car, 
and she ends up in the hospital where she wakes up with amnesia. Cliche number two. Nice. Yeah, amnesia, big Did one. they arrest the guy driving the car? Hold on a minute. She doesn't remember. <laughs> she has amnesia. Right. Oh. Pay so attention. She, she's in the hospital with amnesia, and this guy shows up, and she says, I'm her husband. I need to see her. Oh, yeah. that's the dude that was chasing her. He did that's it! That's what it seems like. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. <laughs> so, like, ten <laughs> minutes in, you are right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guys who were driving the car, they're at the uh, you know, police station, giving the police report and everything that happened. You know, it wasn't their fault. Uh, but there are... But the detective, who was played by the black guy from the Allstate commercials... <laughs> Dennis Haysbert. Now, hold on. You're in good hands. <laughs> that was Pedro Serrano from Major yeah. League. No shit, really? Yeah. yeah. I was trying to tell you this six different times on the golf course, but you weren't fucking listening because you're too busy running your gap. And I said, Pedro Serrano. You're like, hey, whatever. Yeah, Pedro well, Serrano. Well, hey, whatever. He couldn't hit a curveball, so he gives a shit. <laughs> Straight ball. I hit very well. Curveball. Not so well. That's why you have Joe Boo. Man, I didn't realize he was the same guy. Are you saying uh, Jesus Christ couldn't hit a curveball? <laughs> anyway. Right. So <laughs> he's, a, he's a detective. All right? But there's a scene in the movie. There are two scenes that just, like, don't make any sense at all. They just don't belong. Only two? The scene. There's a scene in the movie where he's going, he buys, a, like, a gift, like a stuffed toy. And uh, he takes it home, and he wraps it up. Mm-hmm. And then you see him, he puts it in a closet with a bunch of other wrapped gifts, implying that he had a daughter or something that died young. So he's troubled. Yes. Detec that's detective another, troubled. That, that cliche number three, I think. Troubled detective. Is that cliche number three? Whatever. Well, I'm going to lose count. We've lost so, count of cliches already. That's we were only on three. But it's there. And guess what? Um, it factors into the plot by a f absolutely zero. It's it's never even mentioned again. There's super never, yeah, super yeah, cliche. Yeah, there. there's, yeah, there's never, you definitely have yeah exactly. It's like that. But there's never there's never a point in the movie where he, he he opens up and says like, oh, I had a daughter young, who died young. But it's obvious that that happened. But it's it's never brought up again. But it the best daughter that dies young, by the way, is True Detective season one when mm -hmm. he's explaining why he got drunk and he's like. Ah, uh, it's a birthday. Uh, I can't do a good Matthew McConaughey. Just got it's that part. It's a birthday. Part. Yeah. Go uh, to have whatever. a drink. Yeah. Uh, it's anyway. a birthday. Go have a drink. That's right. Back to the film. Here's here's another thing. Okay. Uh, so she's in the hospital. The husband has showed up. Also, she gets another visitor. A man who goes up to the desk. He's, he has flowers. And he's, he's this, like, mean-looking dude. And as he's walking up to the desk. Throw off. That's he's... not it. That's not going to be the killer. Yeah? Okay. Okay, so as he's walking up, he's walking up to the desk. Jeff's giving you no signals, and you're just, like, <laughs> confirming everything. No, yeah. <laughs> That's the curveball. I mean, you are right. But, yeah. it wasn't a, but, but it wasn't a curveball. It wasn't a curveball, and I'll explain why in a second. But to tell you what he did, he walks up to the desk as the, the husband is watching. He walks up to the desk. You know, the hands... listeners can't see him make air quotes. I said it in a way that implied air quotes. Had a husband. Anyway, so he walks up. He has flowers. He gives the. Re he says, "Can I see whatever her name was that I already forgot?" Brenda Song. <laughs> Brenda Song. He says, "Can I see?" He says, "I need to see Brenda Song." She says, "Are you family?" He says, "Let's just say I'm a concerned party." <laughs> That works every time. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Excel's definitely going to let you back there now. So we're like, we just Ex- checked the box. <laughs> Concerned party. No, they, Except they, they, uh, whenever, this time. Whenever you begin a sentence with let's just say, they just check yeah. that <laughs> The let's just yeah, say yeah. box. Except that it didn't work this time. He, he wasn't allowed to see her. And he says, just make sure she gets these. And hands the uh, flowers over. Is there a gun in them? Um, no. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, this guy never shows up again. Like, he's never <laughs> mentioned again. That that part happens, and then the guy just disappears. Like, they, they throw out this sort of, like, they're going to have a red herring. Yeah. But then they, I guess they just gave up on it. But... <laughs> There's no room in the budget for this. Oh my god, I yeah. want to see this so bad. But now. they put the scene in there anyway. How did it get a 4.3 out of 10 on IMDb? I don't know. Maybe That's... they purposely tried to make it bad. Like they're trying to make a room. Like they're trying mm. to bottle I, I that know. energy that is you know the what? room. It didn't feel that way. Because any movie that when you when you try to make a, the room, you get like Sharknado. Yeah. A movie yeah. that was Obviously, by the title alone, you can tell it was intentionally a bad movie and yeah. therefore not worth watching because there's no entertainment value in it. No, there was entertainment value because they made seven of them. Well, and people keep watching them. It was kind of funny, but people but are idiots. Once because they started getting famous people to cameo in it. Yeah, it was so bad that famous people started like. Yeah, it'd be like Tom Hanks showing up in, in the room. Yeah. If I was famous, I would show up in shitty movies all the time, like, like just as like Walken. a waiter. Yeah. Or Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nicolas Cage will do the starring role in a Those guys movie. will take everything. But I'm only like. I don't care how it is. I'll just be in it. But I've only gotten like the ten first ten minutes of this movie. Still, <laughs> really? <yeah. laughs> all right, I'm gonna pee. I'll be right back. What? Thanks Jesus for letting Christ, our listeners know. We just took a break. Oh my god. Hand me the spray. No. <laughs> no, John. Uh, all right. John, you can go ahead and pee. I don't give a go shit. Pee. Oh, thanks. I, I'm glad I got your permission. Let me pause. No, it's my bathroom, no, so I pause. do have to give you permission. Keep going. I'll jump right in. Right, right. It is a little weird. It throws off the that dynamic. That would be the most tense cocktail party if we had to <laughs> ask them. They show up at the door and you say, Okay, guys, uh, just so I want to think if you need to go to the bathroom, just let me know. And I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll approve <laughs> or disapprove of the bathroom going. <laughs> All right, let's have we fun. We graduated <laughs> school years ago, and we're still asking for hall passes. <laughs> hey, you know how I, how I have my parties? I, I, I say no rules, am I right? Uh, but if you need to go to the bathroom, I just want you to tell me. <laughs> uh, anyway, the shitty movie. Yeah. All right, she's in the hospital. The alleged husband's there, and he's he's with her, and he's showing her all these pictures of them. How he he's and he's explaining to her how we met at work and and uh, all this shit. Also, uh, your parents are dead because he says like, "Where are my parents?" And he says, "Your parents are dead." Um, mm. Right. So he brings her back. She does some therapy shit, and she can walk again and whatever, but she has a limp. But uh, he brings her back to this, you know, really big house that's like a secluded area up in the mountains, and and uh, there's all these pictures around of him and her. Why wouldn't there be? He's her husband after all. Of course, they have pictures together. So he locks her in. Are her, her room eyes at one closed point. in all the pictures because she's in a coma? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, they aren't. They aren't. Um, but he uh, at one point he he has to go out to get something. He he locks her in the bedroom. And um, naturally, she's able to just like get a bobby pin and open the door because that's yeah, know, that's well, how yeah, you open locks. You can just stick a bobby pin there and it opens right it up. Open. I like my wife I like in her room all the time, and 
she has, just has this arsenal of bobby pins she gets out there wasn't a window i don't yeah, know where to use a credit card <laughs> yeah. well you know what a credit card would have been more accurate because i have actually opened a door with a credit card me too having no experience done, <laughs> doing it before my boss's office so they should have done the credit card thing, but they, do, well, they decided to do the, the fake lock picking with the bobby pin thing, which is impossible. It doesn't work. You can't do it. But Believe she, me, I've tried. So she goes downstairs <laughs> and looks at his computer where she finds all the pictures of her and her actual husband and pictures of him with, he, who is photoshopping shit together. <laughs> Quite well, I guess. Yeah, I guess he did a good job. Good for him. Yeah. Talented guy. <laughs> So, but she pretends like everything's still fine. She doesn't want to, you know. There's a sensitive situation here, because you know? yeah. this guy's pretend. obviously a crazy person who has her captive in a in the house. Can um, he, can she relock the door? Well, sh I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, they didn't really show her doing that. But I think he kind of like, like opened the door. Was like for a second, he goes, hmm. but walks in anyway, like nothing, you know, whatever. No I big thought deal. I, I thought yeah. I locked this. Yeah, but anyway. uh, now it's not. <laughs> oh, I guess I guess I bumbled. <laughs> Whoops! Yeah. Whoopsie Daisy. No, I guess you could, but like at the same time, who sets up their house? So like, I guess maybe he changed like the doorknob. Like you would yeah, have to change the well, doorknob for it to work. So you have you have two cliches at play here, Tim. Yeah. The door that locks from the outside for some reason. Yeah. It's, it, it's an interior door that locks from the outside. <laughs> I live in a house like that actually. <laughs> And then you have the opening the door with the bobby pin like it's yeah. nothing. She just does it like it's nothing. So we're up to five now. Right. Or Is six unless I missed one. Six, I don't six. know. It's, it's, there, there's probably a bunch a lot of, of cliches. I forgot about. There's so many. Okay, moving <clears> on, Jeff. Moving on. So she finds, yeah. He comes back and next like nothing happened, whatever. It goes on. There's, there's some scenes of investigation happening with the Allstate commercial guy. Or Serrano, Pedro Serrano. Man, Allstate, <laughs> really, like, they go above and beyond. She got in that there car was, crash. Well, let me tell you something. That Allstate <laughs> agent showed up. <laughs> solved the whole fucking case. <laughs> oh, I, I, wish, I wish that there was like that. That's I why you get Allstate. I wish she showed up and said, Allstate's on your side. But <laughs> Fuck off, Flo. But instead, he was, but instead he was playing the cliched uh, troubled detective with you know with the uh, tragic uh, past. But anyway, so there's there's some of that. She's having some flashbacks of like the guy in her house, which she used to live with her parents. And I guess like her, the guy killed her parents is what happened. He oh, killed shit. her parents because he was obsessed with her. And she also, I want to point out that um, in the pictures of her. At her office and shit that she found on the computer, she was with her actual husband, and then you see the main fake husband guy in the background of the pictures. So clearly, this is some guy who was obsessed with a coworker, decided to kidnap her, kidnap her, and take her to the secluded mountain house. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna skip ahead here because there's just a bunch of shit and whatever. <laughs> she figures it out. She's captive. This guy's a psycho. He's he. He's what happened to the her. original husband? Or is oh, that he's coming? dead too. They don't actually. What's weird is like they don't explicitly say that, but it seems like the guy killed her husband too. They kind of. Yeah. They should have explained that better, but it seems like he killed her. The, the, the yeah, actual husband. That's right. I killed him too, and now. You're mine. Hmm. If you try to escape, I will kill you so nobody else can have you but me. Uh. Okay, Savage. Is that from a movie? No. no I'm glad just... you thought it was. John's like so uh, laid back and like kind of vanilla. Like, I'm that's, leaning that's, forward. That's him 
actually in there that's like coming out. Oh. Yeah, there's there's so much rage in John. So what that you're he saying is that John, John's whole like everyday persona is just an act. Yeah. And what's really in him is he wants to kidnap. Well, no, some, it's not an already, act. This it's is a better him movie trying than that to repress. Yeah. So John wants to kidnap someone. That's like, who maybe, he is on the inside. Uh, maybe is one of what his <laughs> Psycho killer. Probably the guy that was choking. I think, like, when John gave that guy the Heimlich maneuver, no, he, he sort of like he sort of felt something. He was like, <laughs> I have there's, total control. Just, you know, like like whenever uh, like the there's another here's a cliche for you. When, well, I when was gonna say people, that's they, why he didn't do anything during the cardiac arrest. He was like, <laughs> yeah, he just wasn't into it. He was like, oh, he wasn't oh, I don't know what to do. But really, he's like, yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. No, no. So he, just, he just wasn't into that Planned guy. Planned that out for months. He wasn't months. into that guy, but the Heimlich guy. That he, he had a spark. It's like when the, when the, the two people, like, they touch hands by mistake, <laughs> and they do the sort of like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's what John felt whenever he gave that guy <laughs> the Heimlich maneuver at work. And that's what led to his this obsession that he's been been holding inside, that is just starting to come out now as I'm describing, like, a situation that John has dreamed of. <laughs> As he sits there silently, <laughs> <laughs> stewing. <laughs> I don't like that guy, actually. <laughs> really? Well, he he's the type of guy that... No, nah, I think I got you all figured out. Whose life is saved and doesn't say thank you. I mean, who would want to be around that guy? Anyway. And he's a peer. That's appalling to me. Anyway, where was I? Uh, there was some shit. obsession. All right, I'm almost done. Because because it doesn't really like, the rest doesn't really Obsession matter. Obsession by Kevin you're border, you're, so the uh, you're bordering along Lawrence's review of the movie yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no way, okay. he's nowhere near. All right, that all right. One so the Allstate guy, even though there's like been very little investigation shown, like just there's been hardly any investigation. He That's somehow the best part. tracks him down to the house and he shows up and. Meanwhile, she was like chained up in the room, like he has a chain by the foot, her broken Hot. foot. Yeah, it was yeah. But anyway, some <laughs> of that BD. Somehow she gets out of the chain, and, what, and then there's some. Did shit she pick happening. the chain lock with a bobby pin? No, she just pulls her foot. <laughs> no, she pulls her foot out of the chain. Oh, that's a cliche. But too. then she goes and unlocks the door with a bobby pin again. <laughs> How does she have so many bobby pins? I, She's a woman. Have you have you lived with a woman? I know. You, They're everywhere. Under the couch. In the coffee table. Yeah, on the are, end table. Find some bobby I, pins I, I have here, hooked dude. up on with, the bathroom floor everywhere. I've have hooked up with like ladies, and then like a couple days later, I'm like, why are there like fucking bobby pins? Like, because they're chicks. Yeah, they're, they're just, just everywhere. Just put metal in their hair for some they reason. They put them in there and they just discard them at will. Just shed everywhere. Right, and they <laughs> fall and out. The cat plays with them. But anyway, this is my favorite part of the movie. Okay. Okay. The Allstate detective. He shows All up. Allstate. I keep calling him that. Allstate had no involvement <laughs> in the movie. There's no product placement or anything like that. I'm thinking of the commercial. I just keep <laughs> so you've been abducted by a psycho killer. You've been you... I just think of Pedro Serrano from Major up in League. Your bedroom. <laughs> but anyway, he shows up at the house. Do you favorite, expect my... Geico to come <laughs> save you? <laughs> Who's going to come save you when you're chained up in the bed? Flo, the progressive lady? I don't think so. But uh, so he, he shows up, and there's a sign in front of the house that says the Wilsons, because that's the guy. That's the guy's name, the main uh, fake husband in the movie. His name is something Wilson, and he, so he tells her that your name is also Wilson, 
And so the house has the Wilsons. But the Allstate guy, he sees he sees something. He, he goes to the sign. Wait a minute. That wasn't <laughs> the name on her face sheet. Like, well, he goes, be really he goes to the sign and see that it's like peeling a little bit. And he grabs it and he peels the whole thing off. And b- behind that is a different name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because somewhere... That is up! <laughs> Somehow the guy... I don't know. He went to a print shop and said, I need a piece of stick-on vinyl that says the Wilsons instead of the Thompsons, wherever the hell Do you want a new sign? No. I just need something to put over the old sign. He didn't even a new sign. He could have just took the sign down. (laughs) All he had to do is just take it away. There isn't a requirement. You have to have your house number on there, not your fucking name. That's not not an ordinance. You have to have your last name on the outside of the house. Jeffrey, I... uh... You you are a connoisseur of shitty movies. Uh, no, I wouldn't and, say that. And there is a, a moment that you have talked about that is oh a little bit better than what you just described. Yes. So this is and as the, soon as and whenever right. you told me about that, and moment, it reminded me of that moment too. Right. I, I was yeah, also yeah, yeah. reminded of a Lifetime movie that I once saw. It was the cliche. I'm using Express. that word a lot, but uh, girl starts dating a nice boy. Yeah. Who turns out to, you know, maybe... Be crazy. He, and, of course, the mother's intuition kicks in and says, oh, this this guy, he seems like a nice guy. This, this guy, Denny. But I'm, I'm, I'm detecting something <laughs> here. So the, the guy's name was Denny, and Denny would come over, and they'd say, hey, Denny. And uh, everyone seemed to like him. But uh, one, one night, he's over at the house, and uh, he's sitting in the kitchen with the daughter. And the mother, she's in the other room on the phone. She's trying to call one of Denny's former employers. Who says to her, his name is Dennis something, whatever, and he's a bad guy and blah, blah, blah. So the mother hangs up the phone and she goes into the kitchen and says, Oh, hey, Denny. Or should I say, Dennis? (laughs) (laughs) You mean the the long form name of Denny? Yes. Wow. Or should I say Dennis? Oh, the jig is up. You know, the name that most people who go by Denny, their name is actually Dennis. All right, wrap it up. <laughs> I think I just did. That was like kind of what was I wanted like to Was there like a shootout or something? I forget. I don't remember what the end was like. They, they, did they the Asian get girl her, live? They get her home, the and, and then, yeah, she lives, and then I guess the guy goes to jail or something. Okay. Uh, Brenda Song. Was she in High School Musical? No. Okay. Was she in? Uh, she played the role of Young Fong in Requiem in 1995. What the hell is that? Requiem Don't go for... over her whole career. Just, just find something that some I'm, people... I'm finding the humorous ones. That, that she was in 1996's Santa with Muscles. I've seen <laughs> that movie. Santa with Muscles. I've seen that movie. This is Hulk Hogan movie? stars in it. Uh, oh, that sounds interesting. She was That's in... That's horrible. In ho, two... ho, ho, brothers. <laughs> she was in 2006's Holidays... Days being spelled D-A-Z-E. Yeah, I know. I figured that out. The Christmas that almost didn't happen. It <laughs> happened. Did it happen or not? I don't know. I it almost didn't happen. I have to assume it happened. And she was also the uh, in the movie The Social Network. She was the crazy Asian yeah, chick. She was a, yeah, she was in the movie. Hmm. And she was also in uh, this movie called Secret Obsession. Yes. This masterpiece. The masterpiece. Secret Obsession. Masterpiece. And as far as television goes... Double Dare 2000 as herself. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. (laughs) Uh, The shitty version, not hosted by Mark Summers. Uh, Episode of ER and nothing else important. Wait a minute. Who hosted Double Dare 2000? Some Some, guy no one remembers. Is John Fugelsang? (laughs) 
No, he was busy with America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh, oh, anyway. Right. So, actually, we, we still have one more item. Yeah. Do we? Yeah, we do. Do we? Do you want to talk about it? What is it? HBO. It's hard good, Knocks. Good channel. They have some good... Oh, Hard Knocks. Antonio Brown's feet. An inside look <laughs> at the training camp of the Oakland... Wait, hold on. Are they in Vegas yet? No, they're not. They got one more year in Oakland. Oh, okay. I forgot. They the training camp of the Oakland Raiders. That wasn't bad. But I think what we really want to talk about is our boy A.B., well, I uh, okay, fine. We'll Antonio just, Brown. We'll just go to Antonio Brown talk because that's, all, so, that's the only thing that's got to be. There's, there's nothing the only thing else interesting to us yeah. in Western Pennsylvania. Well, I'm not even that. There's nothing. There's there can't be anything else interesting about the Oakland Raiders besides Antonio Brown. You know, I brought my wax candle here for a reason, but I guess did I someone get to get you shot at one of their games again? You, wait, what do you mean you brought a Kindle? It's a long story. He had notes. I, there were notes that Chuck Klosterman took that I, I thought was going to be uh, of use. He's but since Chuck Klosterman, and why is he putting notes on your wife's Kindle? <laughs> <laughs> it was a book that he wrote that I was oh. reading. It's just he, some guy that comes over and pretend he's, <laughs> he pretends he's Chuck Klosterman, but he's actually Chuck Klosterman with a C. <laughs> but anyhow, so I've been I've been a huge fan of HBO at heart. I watched last season with the Cleveland Browns. And uh, just to see what, like, football training camp is kind of like. I don't trust that's going to be, like, an accurate depiction. Uh, but head coach Hugh Jackson of the Cleveland Browns was a really nice guy. Which and is also exactly an incompetent boob. And an incompetent boob, which is why I got fired. Kind of like Bruce Boudreau. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. Come yeah. on, but also let's, an incompetent boob. Let's get our asses out of our head, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and so all of us here. At the Unpaid Programming Podcast are either pay attention to the Pittsburgh Steelers or actually like the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so we've had a receiver here named Antonio Brown. And since a lot of our listeners are A, international, or B, nerds that don't pay attention to sports like we do, we have to do a little bit of explaining. Antonio Brown, despite being one of the most talented guys out there on the field, was a bozo. He was a bit of a bozo. Yeah, probably accurate. Mostly accurate. I Although know. I will say this, the Don't number really the number one bozo <clears throat> of, of the previous Steelers season was Le'Veon Bell, who never played a, a goddamn he didn't, snap. He didn't play a single game. He had off the entire season. He he sat out because he wasn't getting paid enough. And then the contract that he took with the New York Jets was smaller than the one they offered him. Was a small oh, yeah. was less than and the one the Steelers offered him. But he is not being a bozo right now. No, he's he's doing his job. Antonio, Antonio Brown, Brown is, on the other hand, is being a very very public. Giant bozo. Who's had a series of just problems. He'd been known to throw, in water cooler, throw water coolers into the field of play because he mm-hmm. didn't get a pass that resulted into a touchdown anyway. Yeah. Uh, because he's gonna, he was double covered all the time. Well, he was because he was the best. But mm-hmm. even when... Can you do? Well, <laughs> exactly. that's, somebody that's, else. You, that's what you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's why you pay to have him on your ben team. Ben Roethlisberger threw a higher percentage of interceptions last season because he was deliberately trying to target Brown more often was being to placate covered. him. Yeah. Brown was bitching that he wasn't getting the ball because he was double covered. Ben tries to force him the ball because he keeps on bitching, and then the interceptions happen, yeah. and then he's bitching because he's not getting the ball enough. And meanwhile... Our younger guy, Mr. Juju Smith-Schuster, mm-hmm. who is perpetually 11 years old, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but 
100% positive. All of his antics are positive. He just, you know, he's just out there just having and and he had a, he his bike was stolen. Had a guys. much had a much better season than and Brown did. And then all the way to the last game of the season, which the Steelers needed to win to make the playoffs, Brown did not show up at all that week because he got yelled at in practice. So Aww, he he okay. fucked off the entire week, and then Sunday morning through his agent, his agent had to tell the coach, "Oh, Antonio's going to play this week." And the coach said. No, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> they won without him, and then he got signed by the Oakland Raiders. And the reason why this is of significance is because the Oakland Raiders, according to Chuck Klosterman, have six principles of how they operate. Ah, oh, that's too many. Don't read all of them. Read like th- <laughs> do three. I'll do three. The three best ones. I'll top, do, I'll top three principles. Okay. Number three. Okay. Reward excessively physical play, even when it results in unnecessary penalties. Consider those penalties the price of doing business. Sounds like the Flyers. Number four, sign players that other teams are unwilling to accept. And number five, never police problematic off-field behavior. Ah. So that's why they've won so many Super Bowls. Let's say B in a nutshell. (laughs) Not only A-B, but going into this season of HBO's Hard Knocks, not only A-B, Vontez Perfect of... Formerly of the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, he's a piece of shit, too. Who single-handedly lost a playoff game. <laughs> by hitting Antonio Brown. By elbowing Antonio Brown right in the noggin, which is illegal, and then getting mad about it. And then the Steelers kicked the field goal, and the game was over, and they shouldn't have won that game in the first place. No. And so, now Von Tesberg is playing for the Oakland Raiders. And one more, Richie Incognito. Oh, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. You would think that. Richie Incognito, for those of you who aren't familiar with football, which I'm guessing by our podcast partners is none of you, uh, was well, half of them kicked off the Miami Dolphins for bullying a fellow lineman into retirement. Yeah. <laughs> a white guy, Richie Incognito, bullying a black guy, uh, Jonathan somebody, I can't remember his last name because he doesn't play anymore. Um, it's so weird. Like You hear the name Richie Incognito. He, he didn't operate very You assume black guy. <laughs> I didn't assume anything, actually. Oh, well, you're so... There aren't many race. black Richies anymore. <laughs> I was thinking more of, like, a guy from Jersey. Like, yeah, hey, they... I'm Richie Incognito. Incognito. Yeah. fucking guy. Yo, yo, you need something? Don't, don't, go to, don't go to that guy. You go to me. You go to it's Incognito. Richie. You go to Richie. <laughs> go to Richie. <laughs> But the, like that's a bit too loud. I, I picture him like like slick back hair, kind of tall and skinny, and he's like always standing <laughs> in the Richie. background. <laughs> like he's always there, but he doesn't say anything. Yeah. He doesn't like Almiri. do anything. <laughs> like people, and people Who's just that? ask. They ask about him. They're like, "Who's yeah. that?" And he's like, "Oh, that's Richie Incognito." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't fuck with him. Yeah, don't don't you just don't even talk to him. No, he fucks with people. He's really good with a knife, Richie Incognito. <laughs> But yeah, so we already got three like notorious for those that pay attention to football problem children, and one of them is the star receiver of the league. And turns out, receivers that are really good, they want the ball, and they get yeah. mad when they don't get the ball. So anyhow, I was expecting a lot of fireworks for the first two episodes of HBO Hard Knocks because we are only two episodes into the season. Okay, and both of them have been quite dull. And here's mm. why: Antonio Brown's not fucking there. 
<laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't he sitting out or something because he's not allowed to play with his first helmet? His foot got frozen. First, first, first is the, the frostbite on his foot through his own boobery. Burned his own feet in cryogenic therapy because he not wear, did not wear the proper cryogenic footwear. Mm. Wouldn't like the the doctor or something, whoever was. No, it's like some sort of like. He he did squad. it outside the he did it outside the team. Yeah, he was uh, like in Sweden. He or was like in Miami. No, he went to a Scandinavian country and did it. I believe he was in Miami when he did it. No, but he, ah, look it up. It's in a Scandinavian all right, lo- country. Location aside, we can both agree, Timmy. He was away from the team. When he, he got in, the cry out there. China. I think he did it beforehand, though, before it's camp. China. China. What we're saying is he was away from the team. Well, what I read was, like, he was doing all this training, and part of his recovery was doing that therapy. And he was in a Scandinavian country. He went to that spa. They froze his foot. <laughs> surprise, surprise. He got, like, frost. Frost he got bitten. frostbite. It's <laughs> yeah. it, it swelled up. He saw a doctor, and the doctor just basically yeah, scalpeled, scalpeled, and 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 yeah. so that's how he's walking around now. Number two, he had a dispute with the league over his ten-year-old and uncertified helmet. Oh, and he threatened he was twittering it. Yeah. yeah, he was going to retire. He threatened you know, to retire said, over retire, use of his helmet. I can, can wear my helmet. He actually went and got his old Steelers helmet, and then somebody painted it. Yeah, to be like, oh yeah, I got a new helmet. Everybody, see? Raiders. Said, see? Raiders. No, you can't use that. But other than that, Antonio Brown has not been there very much. Uh, but the one thing I will say, Richie Incognito, Mr. Bowley, is now Mr. Peaceful. Oh, good mm. for him. I guess he's Reformed. had therapy. He's walking, he's walking around like John Goodman almost. Hey, guys, come on. <laughs> hey, like, hey, we're all on the same team here. He's, he's being, <laughs> not, not John Goodman and Barton Fink. No, no, yeah, no, no. Just no, he no, being no. friendly with all the uh, black rookies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> that makes es- es- especially his fellow lineman, like the guy that he bullied him out of the Dolphins into retirement. Oh, man, that makes me think of a, of a Simpsons joke that I never got during the time, but now that I'm older and I have been like rewatching it, mm-hmm. I got... It's like Millhouse goes to a rated R, R movie... And he goes to, uh, what is it, like Baron Fink or something. Naked Lunch. No, it's like Baron Fink. Barton, oh, okay. Barton, Barton, Barton Fink. Barton Fink, Fink. Yeah. yeah. He's like, it's a rated R, Bart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now now I get that joke. It's it's There's no boobs in it. So the one thing that the, uh, that the show tried to establish early was that uh, current Raiders coach and 10-year veteran of Monday Night Football as a commentator, John Gruden, who I would like to point out, he did win a Super Bowl uh, with the 2002 Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, oh, cool. Comes, wow. Comes did you... off as this old school, you know, if I had my way, man, you'd be practicing all fucking day. Don't, don't get me wrong, man. You know, and he walks around like, uh, like he's a real hard ass. Like, uh... And if only, because if all the, the NFL rules as far as training camp goes are so restricted now. That you can't, you're allowed to have one practice a day yeah. in pads, and then you know you'd be doing two a day, pad. Don't get me wrong, I'd have your ass out of here, you know that kind of thing. But then the funny thing is, is it like every single individual interaction, and this is the only tournament that I get because Antonio Brown's not there, which is what I was hoping for. God damn it, <laughs> it's not happening yet. Maybe he'll show up later in the season. Maybe later in the season they'll have something to say about it, but. Everywhere he goes around, he's going, hey, tell you what, man, you're doing a good job out there. Hey, tell you what, man, like what I saw. Hey, tell you what, man. Are you patting butts? (laughs) He's patting lots of butts. Nice. Tell you what, man, good job. 
Are you familiar with part of the reason why John Gruden won that Super Bowl? Was because he had one of the greatest defenses of all time? Well, well part of that, but also part of it was is that uh, his replacement in Oakland at the time, Bill Callahan, Bill Callahan. kept his playbook. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Please. Yeah, it was a good playbook. Come on. <laughs> That's right. John and, Gruden. And they figured uh, it out during the game. <laughs> introduced the West Coast offense to the Oakland Raiders because usually they were just deep ball. Power run, deep ball. Yeah. So what he does now. No. That's not what they do now. Well, they do a lot of uh, a lot of passing. Do a lot of passing, but it's it's short lot, controlled passing. A lot more passing. So John Gruden came to the Oakland Raiders and introduced the uh, the West Coast offense. He was successful and brought the Warriors back to the playoffs after many years. And then did he get fired? Or did he leave? He uh, left. I believe. Okay. He, <laughs> it was like they traded him. Oh, it's good. <laughs> they traded him. There was a the Raiders traded their coach. Yeah. And he went to Tampa. And then they brought uh, Bill Callahan. One of his assistants, Bill Callahan. So Bill Callahan keeps the same playbook, Mm -hmm. and then both teams meet each other in the Super Bowl. And so John Gruden already knows the playbook. Yeah, during the... uh... They figured it out during sometime during the first quarter, and I think they actually showed this on camera where where they figured it's like they're using my playbook. <laughs> Tell you what, man, I know all these plays, man. Yeah, they, that was one of the one of the big reasons why they decimated the Raiders in that Super Bowl because the Raiders had a good team that year. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm doing like a C plus John Gruden impression, but okay. nobody knows. <laughs> I could do a better one. All right, go ahead. Hello, my name is John Gruden. Thank you very much. I was going for like an Andy Kaufman. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah you, you like couldn't that. even do The thank that. you very much thing. Like, yeah. Gave it away. Sorry. All right. Well, I think this. Uh, I think this dead. I'll ho- say. <laughs> I think this dead horse is sufficiently beaten. Uh, yeah. 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 So. Right. so it was so well, fun for, okay. for ten minutes. Yeah. Now that you can edit most of this out, and we'll have a thirty-minute show. Yeah, that sounds about right. All this garbage. So, uh, thanks for listening. Oh, uh, before we go, Ooh. I wanted to plug one of our upcoming projects really quick. Oh, what oh. is it? We've got an up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is. Uh, we have a project. We've got an upcoming old-fashioned, old fashioned, uh, old noir murder mystery radio Full series. Time radio. That's exactly it. Involving uh, the old wrestlers of the. <laughs> Well, Wrestling Federation, this was a Timmy idea. I'm promoting it now so that you will all keep Created by uh... Tim Williams. Oh, yeah. Creative director, Lawrence Watson. I came up with the idea, and then I've done absolutely nothing. That's, that's yeah. true. Yeah. You haven't even been there for most of the table reads. Yeah, that's you're true. You were here for one table yeah. read. That's okay. But, Doesn't uh, matter. We've got four scripts in the can. we got four scripts finalized and ready yeah. to go and so we're about to start recording which means yeah. we'll start releasing uh, whenever in, in, we yeah. start recording in six weeks so <laughs> <laughs> well they're, they're coming soon is the point that i'm making we're, we're going to stretch them out into parts so keep your uh, eyes peeled for those the, the nothing to do with the podcast itself just the, a fun little yeah because tim said tim you said in, in one of we were text messaging each other and you said that uh that we should be talking about all the content that we have. Yeah, that's true. All the content. Yeah, all the content. Well, that's this all is, the content. how much we are this, producing. This is literally all the content we have. <laughs> Please much. like and subscribe We're... and click that notification button. We are on your computer. <laughs> so much content, guys. So much so content. Much. Like the rest of the audio. You guys. Anytime I, I I look at a recipe online and it's yeah. like one of those like uh, you got six paragraphs blogs. before the actual recipe. <laughs> yeah, oh. it always starts with "Oh my God, you guys!" 
This wow. Thai curry is so good. Tim, I know, ex- <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. And usually it's something about like, oh, hubby and the kids love Oh, my God. But you know what? I, I was looking Scott up something. Scott really likes this recipe. I, I want to tell you something. I was, I was looking at something the other day, and I found a blog that didn't do that. There was a, <laughs> there was a brief paragraph about what it was, and then after that it was like, well, you should try to do it. It was actually about the, the food. Yeah. Wow. Get out. I swear to God. Wow. Get out. Yeah. Crazy. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for the for, uh, uh, upcoming. It was Kim, <laughs> Kim someone, uh, the blog. Keep your eyes Kim peeled. Cooks or something like that. So, Kim was the name of the person. Let's go on the same page right. with our plugs, folks. <clears throat> yeah, oh, really. oh, you're talking about the show. I'm sorry. Oh, my yeah. God, you guys. You got to check out this new uh, content we're producing. <laughs> <laughs> It's, we, I think we're. It's at, kind of retro. When it's when it's a a, 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 a chilly autumn day, <laughs> and I, I'm out on my back patio, I'm with a, Chad. A cup of coffee in my Chad. warm sweater. I can't help but think about uh, you know wrestling, wrestling, yeah, wrestling me, yeah, cereals, and you know what, murder mysteries as well. <laughs> They're fun. Should we reveal the name? Yeah, go ahead. You can okay. do it. It was it was your idea. For I'm the gonna name. do it the way I want to do just it. Just say it. Don't yeah. do silly shit. Oh, I'm doing yeah. silly shit. All right, you do silly shit. Parts unknown, an old timey serialized radio program, written and performed by the members of the Unpaid Programming Podcast, brought to you by Colgate Tooth Powder and Lucky Strikes cigarettes. Nine out of ten doctors prefer Lucky Strikes to any other brand. It's amazing how my cock in your mouth like really changes. <laughs> It's a real voice. No, what it was, was well like, because it's stainless steel. It's a real resonator. <laughs> there, what it was was I opened up my asshole and he talked into it. <laughs> all right, okay. some, all right. Somebody send us home. All right. So uh, for John, for Jeff, for Tim, I'm Lawrence saying so long, everyone. Goodbye. 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 Yeah.